Um, oh boy, one of our guys is howling. You hear him? Mm-hmm. That's Stevie Wonder. Well, of course it is. <laughs> That's Stevie Wonder. He likes to he likes to sing. Hi, I'm Kristen Peralta, and you are entering a world gone good. Well, hello and welcome. My name is Steve, and I'm so happy you've decided to join me. World Gone Good grows our audience through listeners like you when you share, subscribe, rate, and or review. So if any of those sound good, please, yes, take part and help us spread the good. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Okay, so it's no secret that I love animals, as evidenced by the fact that I presently have three dogs, one cat, and one husband. And yes, the latter does sometimes act like an animal, so he counts. Look, I love the energy that pets bring into our lives. They love us unconditionally. Well, they love us more if we feed them and walk them and let them lay on the couch, but that's, you know, still unconditional. We have a dream ourselves of having more, way more than the four that we have, maybe even our own pet sanctuary or rescue, I guess, someday. Today, we're talking with someone who has achieved our dream, and boy, does she make it look easy. Kristen Peralta and her husband are the creators and owners of Vintage Pet Rescue in Rhode Island, and this is their good. So I'm going to open the floor to you because I reached out to you a long time ago. I find what you're doing to be absolutely amazing. It's my dream what you are doing. You can hear my dog barking in the background. I'm going to leave that in. That's Hazel. Um, Hazel. Uh, I have three and a cat, but you have more than three. And um, I want to just tell people who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I uh, founded Vintage Pet Rescue, and we are located in Rhode Island. Um, This started three years ago, and basically we are a retirement home for senior dogs and hospice dogs. So um, we take in dogs. Um, When we first started, we were doing over the age of 10, um, but now we've kind of narrowed our focus to um, dogs that are over the age of 15 and hospice dogs. So dogs who have less than a year to live um, due to, you know, cancer or different illnesses that are actually a lot harder to adopt out than dogs that are healthy, um, obviously. So we've opened up our home um, to uh, these senior dogs and these hospice dogs, and we now have 31 senior dogs <laughs> currently, living, currently living with us in our house. Um, and we have another 20 that are living in forever foster homes. So basically those are people who the dogs are living with them, but we are paying for all medical costs because that's a big issue with senior dogs. Um, people like would love to take in a senior dog, but they're nervous about how much, how expensive it could be, which is a valid, um, valid reason. So if we can, you know, put senior dogs into loving homes, but cover, um, those medical costs, it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Okay. So let's, let's take a step back three plus years ago. Okay. Um, let's go back further than that. Okay. Who, what was your first pet? As uh, my first pet, well, was a hamster. 
Okay. <laughs> named Chomp, named Chompers, because on the way home from the pet store, he ate out of his cardboard carrier, and we were all terrified of him at that point. Um, so that was my very first pet. Um, obviously, I think we had like hermit crabs as well, but um, very first pet. Um, and then first dog was a, a corgi um, that we convinced our parents to get, I think when I was probably in middle school. Um, so that was the, that was our very, very first pets. So you've always loved animals. And the question that I'm sure many, many, uh, I, I spoke to another um, uh, rescue worker uh, named Angela Aiden and a uh, question that I'm sure you all get, and she gets it all the time. Why didn't you become a vet? Right? Yeah. Well, now I'm, I'm actually, uh, considering we spend about $10,000 a month in vet bills, I'm actually considering it. <laughs> it would be a great, great idea to go and become a vet, um, right now. But, um, no, you know, I actually, I don't, I don't get that question that much. Um, because I think, I don't know. I think it's a different, it's, it, I, I'm not so medically inclined and right. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe it was just too much school for me. What did you go, <laughs> what did you go to school for? I went to school for communications. Oh, right on. Okay. And yeah. then you may, when, okay, let's go through the whole thing. So when did you meet your husband? So um, I actually lived in Los Angeles for nine years and um, I actually moved out there with an ex um, and we unfortunately broke up. Well, fortunately, I guess, broke up uh, while I was out there. Um, and I met my husband who's also in animal welfare. He actually works for Best Friends Um and uh, best friends, which they were opening two centers in Los Angeles. And when he was opening one of his centers, I met him there. So we actually met in the animal shelter. So did you go to volunteer there? Yeah, I went, I was volunteering with another group, uh, Wags and Walks in Los sure, Angeles. Sure. And we were um, one of the first groups to be at the NKLA center um, in, La- in LA. And so that's when I met, I met Mark. I used to uh, rent an apartment from a friend and I lived literally the building right outside the gate from uh, Runyon Canyon. Oh, nice. So I am very familiar with Wags and Walks and every other dog walking group because they love to come there. Absolutely. Um, And it's awesome. So you guys met, you fell in love, um, or he has a lot of money. You fell in love with his money. I'm cool (laughs) with that. It's fine. No, he works Uh, in nonprofits. No, no, he's broke. You're an idiot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) But you guys, what what propelled you to move to Rhode Island? I'm from Rhode Island. So so it was, I I always knew I wanted to um, come back east um, to be closer to my family. So my, my parents are still here. My sister and her wife live here. So um, I convinced him uh, to move back with me. And uh, we, um, we did the trek. We drove cross country with 10 dogs. Um, oh, now you already, well, you already had, these were your 10 dogs. Yes. So when we, so when we were in Los Angeles, I guess this is kind of how vintage, uh, the question I get most often is how did vintage pet rescue start? That's what I was getting to, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Take me, take me, go. Basically, it kind of go. We kind of fell into this. Um, When I met Mark, I did not have any dogs. He had two uh, senior pugs, and uh, we started dating. And we actually adopted a a senior pit bull. Um, So we had three, Um, and then we were at an adoption event, and there was this scrawny little white 
old dog that the shelter said she was eight. She was probably closer to 15 um, that nobody wanted to adopt. And, you know, Mark was so sad and I was so sad. And we're like, why don't we just take her home and see how she does? You know, we thought we'd have her for a few months because she had a lot of medical issues. We named her Rue McClanahan after the Golden Girl. And she she just completely changed our lives because we had her for a year and a half. She was the cutest little thing, just, you know, moved around the house and with her little bark, little dementia baby, and just the cutest thing. So when she ended up passing away, we actually went and adopted another senior dog in her memory. And since we were both so involved in animals, we became known as the people who took in senior dogs. So sure. it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. Um, and where were you guys? Where were you guys living? Uh, we were living in um, West Adams in Los Angeles. Did you have a house? We uh, we were very lucky because our landlord actually runs uh, ran well. She still runs at Angel City Pitbulls. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah so for sure. she. Um, she was completely fine with us having that many dogs. No one else. I mean, no one else would even rent to us with one pit bull. She, oh, of course. she encouraged it. And then when we went from, cause when we moved into the house, we had three dogs. When we left, we had 10 dogs. So it kind of spiraled out of control with us just collecting senior dogs. So you guys drove across the country. Yes. One car or two. Two, uh, two cars, my husband's truck and my Honda Accord, five dogs in each one. Oh my um, God. I will say on our very first day, because it's a five-day journey. Sure. Um, our very first day was a complete nightmare. Um, I thought we wouldn't, we, we basically were two hours late moving out of our house, which is typical. And then the U-Haul uh, my husband's uh, battery died in the driveway, so we had to wait for AAA. And then the U-Haul lights weren't working, so I had to basically follow him the whole way. We were just going oh to Ve- we were just going to Vegas, you know, a quick four-hour drive, no big deal. Um, and then at one point, I pulled over really quick to adjust one of the dogs, and um, I got locked out of my car, my run my running car. With my cell phone inside. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing, it, but that's hilarious. Well, I, I swear, I said the loudest swear I've ever said in my life, and I said this is how I die on the side of, <laughs> on the, side of the road in Palmdale in August. Oh, cars running, dogs are inside, cell phones. Well, the dogs are okay. The air conditioning oh, was on. The air conditioning yeah, was fine. blasting. They were fine. They were looking at me. Okay. I was. And I, you know what I did? I actually went onto the passenger side and I got the dogs super excited. So they actually ended up rolling down the window after 10 minutes. Oh my God. You are a smarty. Uh, now, it's either me... that or bashing the window in with a rock. So. No. Now you, okay. So when you get to Las Vegas, where did you guys stay with 10 dogs? Uh, we, st- we stayed with uh, Mark's parents that lived in. Okay. And then, yeah. And then the second day. Those fools. Those two two fools. And then then we ended up staying at um, La Quinta Inns on the way that are very dog friendly, but not that dog friendly. So we just kind (laughs) of had to sneak everyone inside. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was it was an adventure. It definitely was an adventure. Um, I think if I had to do it again, I would definitely get an RV. 
Sure. So yeah. you guys end up home in Rhode Island mm-hmm. and you find a house, you're renting, you're buying. What happened in Rhode Island? Uh, so we, we did, we ended up, we ended up buying a house um, and we moved in. The reason we moved into the house that we first bought was um, the town did not have any pet limits because um, a lot of towns oh. do have pet limits. Yes. Pet limits. Um, yes. So we moved in. Um, it was fine. Everything was, you know, working out. Obviously we when I, when we started Vintage Pet Rescue, I was like, oh, we'll take in like five dogs a year, you know, thinking it would be really tiny. And it kind of exploded. Um, I never thought the need was so great. Um, so it just kind of, and, and volu- you know, people wanting to come volunteer and it was our home. So, you know, the house wasn't exactly set up how, how it should be for us to do what we were doing. So we ended up, um, a year after we moved, uh, we actually moved into another place that now, now we actually, we live in an old church. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal building. Um, it's, it's stunning and it has, you know, two kitchens, one upstairs, one downstairs. So we can, you know, do all the food prep, like downstairs is completely sealed off. So volunteers can come in without being in our living space, you know, big fenced in backyard. So it really worked out for the best, um, that we found this place. Um, so yeah, so we're here now and we have our, you know, 30, one senior dogs. Um, we're definitely expanding our forever foster program, which is, is great because, you know, if people can, if people want to take in a senior dog and we can provide them one, that's a good fit. I think it's a great opportunity for everyone. Um, how difficult was it for you guys when you got there? Obviously you became a 501 C three, I'm assuming. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how, what was the process like for that for you guys? You know, it was it was actually pretty easy. Um, there's a lot of uh, resources online. Um, it varies by state, but I was able to find a pretty comprehensive to do list um, sure. of exact like exactly what steps um, you have to take to register with the state, and then to you know register with federally and all of that. So it actually really was not that wasn't that hard to do. And I get a lot of people that reach out that want to do this or have questions. So I always, you know, offer them advice on, on how to do it. It, it can seem overwhelming, but if you follow, you know, the steps, it's pretty easy. Where do you guys find your dogs? So when we, when we first started Vintage Pet Rescue, I assumed that most of the dogs we took would be from shelters because obviously in Los Angeles, that's, where you know sure. Los Angeles is is a different is a different beast than out sure. here in the Northeast. Um, out here, the shelters. I mean, we have we live in Rhode Island, and there are I think thirty six different cities and towns in Rhode Island, and each one has its own shelter. <laughs> and they, oh my god! Yes, and each one has like one dog or right or, or right. no dogs or so it's very. If, if I were to try to find dogs at shelters, it would be very difficult for me because I'd literally, literally have to drive around the entire state, going to different shelters, looking on websites. I um, Basically, I just wait for shelters to contact us if they need us. Um, sure. The other good thing about shelters around here is they do a lot of great adoptions. So a lot of times they don't need us. Um, that's Snickers. 
I know. I love this because your my dogs are barking I, and your dogs are answering on the other yeah, side of the country. Yep, absolutely. Yep. There they are. Um, so, but so most of our dogs actually come from owners. Um, and one thing that we've started doing, um, one thing that we've started doing that I I didn't even think would be a possibility when we started was that we take in dogs um, from people that have that are going through chemo or, oh, okay. or that wow. are go, or that are living in an assisted living home or are going into a nursing home and we've actually been able to uh, form relationships with the owners so that right. they can still be involved in their pet's life right um, so we will send them, We'll send them pictures. We'll send them updates. We allow them to come visit. Um, I've brought their dogs to, you know, their homes before. Um, sure. There's one sure. woman right now who, um, you know, she she has she has cancer. She was going through chemo. She couldn't take care of her 15 year old dog. So we did. We took him in, and he was great here. And I kept in touch with her. And then when she was feeling better, you know. She was really lonely, so I actually brought him back, and now he's living with her, but we're still here when she needs us. Right. So that's been, you know, that's not that's not something I could have imagined that we would have been doing, but it's been really wonderful to, you know, to to help to help people like that. What I mean, what is the best part of this? And be honest, what is the worst part of this? <laughs> this is such so a, the, it's a commitment it, oh gosh it's it's not even it's so funny because people ask me a lot of times oh is this your job and I'm I say oh yeah it's my unpaid volunteer 24-7 job it, it just doesn't end um you know there's no weekends there's no time off it's just you're always taking care of dogs if there's an emergency or at the emergency that it's it's a lot of work. So, but I would have to say, I, I mean, I think the best, the best thing and something that was surprising was just how much joy our social media and our, our program brings to people. Um, we, we have a huge social media following um, and people just absolutely adore the dogs. And we have, Fans. We have people in London who are our biggest fans and yeah. will comment on every picture and they know all the dogs' names. And it's so wonderful to see that what we're doing is bringing joy to so many people. Um, you know, our little rescue that is, you know, doing what we're doing. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, and obviously the hardest part is, I mean, when we lose the dogs um sure. because that happens i mean we had one month where we we actually lost five dogs in one yeah, month um yeah. and unfortunately that happens when you're gonna when you're going to take in a you know a 15 year old dog um of course or a dog who has cancer or another you know sort of illness that's to to be expected but it is it is always hard and kind of piggybacking on the social media thing it's almost harder than to tell, tell the fans, you know, tell right, right. these dogs that they passed away. That, that's, that really is the, the hardest, the hardest thing about this. 
Here's an overall question for you. What do you think the good, this show that we're doing here is focused on the good in the world. What do you think the good of having a pet is? Oh, uh, I think it's just, well, one, I think companionship is huge. And I've seen it so much, especially with the, you know, elderly people who might live alone. Um, Them having a dog is just, it just helps them so much. It gives them a reason to, you know, get up and get outside. And it's that companionship that a lot of people don't have with other humans, especially now during isolation. Um, that's just one of the best things. Um, and I just think it's just, it's just so, it's so rewarding to have, you know, a, a, a dog that you're taking care of or a cat, you know, a pet that you're taking care of and that relies on you. Um, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. I mean, I can't, I couldn't imagine coming home with and not having a dog here. Okay, here's uh, one of my final questions, and then I have three that I always wrap up with. I think the final question that everybody wants to know, um, how does feeding them work? <laughs> it's, you know, we've actually done, we've done a few videos. Um, okay. on, uh, we've done a few videos online where we show our, our feeding technique. Um, well, oh, boy, one of our guys is howling. You hear him? Mm-hmm. That's Stevie Wonder. Of course it is. (laughs) That's Stevie Wonder. He likes to, he likes to sing. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, we have, uh, we have the house, uh, separated. So upstairs right now we have 17 dogs downstairs. We have 15 dogs. Um, and basically feed We just kind of prepare all the food in the kitchens, um, get all of their bowls ready. We'll have a line of hungry little dogs out here barking and howling. And then we just kind of deliver it like, uh, like a waitress, you know, we bring it to each dog and they each have their own little area that they, that they eat. And yeah, it's actually, we've, we've, we have a science. It's pretty easy now. So I close these shows by asking three questions. Question number one, you can answer this any way you want. It does not have to be related to directly what you do, where we're at. These are just whatever comes to your mind, whatever you want to say. Question number one, who inspires you? Oh, wow. Um, I have to say a few, a few people. Um, my, my parents are huge inspirations to me. Um, they're just wonderful, giving, kind, generous people. Um, and my husband also inspires me because he works so hard for best friends uh, to ensure that pet, you know, dogs and cats around the country are not being killed in shelters. And I just, I, that's so inspiring to me. Question number two, again, whatever comes to mind, tell me something good. Hmm. Well, today I was just told one of our dogs, uh, it's his birthday. He's turning 16. So we are going to have a little party for him today with some doggy ice cream and a little hat. So that's good. Very excited. And then the easiest question of all, and the most important question of all, where can people find you and how can people support Vintage Pet Rescue of Rhode Island? So we are on, um, we have our own website. It's uh, vintagepetrescue.org. 
Um, and we're also on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. My husband runs Twitter. Um, so we're all over that pl- those. And you can actually, if you go to our website, um, vintagepetrescue.org, um, you can find our social media links on there. Um, you can also donate on there. We have an Amazon wish list if you feel more comfortable donating food or cleaning supplies than money. Um, and, and honestly, we, we really couldn't do this without the support of of, of people out there that just love dogs because it is very expensive. So we really appreciate everything. Thank you, Kristen, for sharing your good with us. Someday soon, we will be stopping by to meet all 30 plus dogs and hopefully get some tips for starting our own rescue. Sound good? Next time on World Gone Good, Know how important and valuable you are, that if you're born with a dream inside of you, that that's literally why you're on this planet. And so you have to believe in that dream, you have to believe in your soul's purpose, and you have to let it happen. We're taking our good from the dog rescue in Rhode Island across the country to the gentle barn in Southern California. Ellie Lack started by rescuing one small goat from a petting zoo and turned it into a mission with her animal sanctuary that has changed the world. We're talking cows in her living room, how vegans can save the planet, and even her very own surprise wedding story. I cannot wait to share this incredibly inspiring, fun, good conversation with you. Until then, be good.